Good morning. How's everybody today? My name is Brian Legg. I'm one of the pastors on our lead pastor team here at TBA, and I'm really glad that you could be here today. Today really is a special day in the life of our church. We're going to be taking some time specifically just to do some celebration today. So before we get started, I just want to take this as an official opportunity to welcome you to TBA where we're living sent as the hands and feet of Jesus in the world around us and to the community around us. And if you've been here very long, you've heard us talk about this, and you know and understand that the only way that happens is because God is faithful and he is working in and among us and through us. Over the last several weeks, we've been walking through a series called Hand Me Another Brick. We've been looking at the story of Nehemiah and talking about how the city of Jerusalem came together to rebuild the wall and talking about how that applies to the vision that God has put before us as a church family and how we can all plug in and be a part of that and what it's going to take to achieve that vision. But two weeks ago specifically, I was talking about how the nation came together and they rebuilt the wall in 52 days. And it was this amazing feat to see how they came together and accomplished that and to watch how everybody played their part. And they, they all had this unique role in the rebuilding of the wall and they came together and they made it happen. And if you were here that Sunday, you probably remember that early in the story, Nehemiah kind of took a time out, so to speak, where he just reflected. And he talked about some of the amazing things that God had done already on the journey he had been on. He talked about how God had been faithful to bring him to where he was and how God was going to continue to be faithful as the Israelites came together to rebuild this wall in Jerusalem. And I said we were going to do the same thing as a church family. We were going to take time just to reflect, to pause and remember who God is, how amazing he is, and the things that he has done in his faithfulness. And so that's exactly what we're going to do this morning. You know, I don't know about you, but for me, I often don't slow down long enough to reflect. I don't slow down long enough to remember how faithful God has been and to see how he's been at work in so many different areas of my life. But he has. You know, I tend to run from one thing to the next, one project after another, one important thing after another. I like to stay busy. And often it's to my own detriment. I get so wrapped up in the next big thing that I don't slow down enough to celebrate how faithful God is in my life, how he's shown up time after time after time and made his presence known. In fact, I often get so wrapped up in the next big thing that I feel completely inadequate or unsuccessful, or I wonder, why isn't God making this work out the way he's supposed to? Have you ever been there? See, here's the crazy thing. When I do slow down long enough to actually reflect a little, it's mind-boggling to see how faithful God has been in my life. And for our staff team, just a while back, we stopped and did that same thing just to remember how God has been faithful over and over and over and over in our lives, in the life of our church family, and in the lives of so many of our church family members who have gone on before us. And we began to remember and reflect on a lot of the little things that God's done along the way that we often just look over. We also stopped and just reflected on some of the huge moments where God showed up that we thought we were headed for disaster, but God made it work, and he showed up with his faithfulness. See, none of us are here today because of anything that we've done in our own strength or by our own will. We are here because God's hand has guided each of our steps and has paved the way for this church family to be strategically positioned in order to accomplish the vision that he has put before us and impact this community and his kingdom. We're here today because of his faithfulness and his amazing plan and vision for TBA. And I pray that when people see TBA and the things that we're involved in, they can step back and say without hesitation that everything we've done and all that we do is because God is at work here in our midst. Nehemiah chapter 6, verses 15 and 16. The wall is already completed. And look at what Nehemiah says here. So on October 2nd, the wall was finished, just 52 days after we had begun. When our enemies and the surrounding nations heard about it, they were frightened 
and humiliated. And they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. I truly hope that our community, and hear me clearly on this, the community is not our enemy. I'm not saying that at all, but I truly hope that this community can look at what is happening in this church family and that they were blown away by how amazing God is, that they can realize that the work being done here is not by our hands, but it's because everything is done with the help of God. The same thing Nehemiah was saying. See, we're not working for our own benefit, but we're working to bring God glory and to make his name known to the surrounding nations, to South Lakeland, to Highland City, to Bartow, to Greater Lakeland, to El Zapote, and the rest of Honduras, and even beyond. But before we talk about any more of that vision and our next steps, I want us to do just like Nehemiah did. And I want us to take a moment just to step back, to pause, to reflect, to remember to remember God's faithfulness and how he's been at work to make all of this possible for us today here at TBA. And I'm going to take you way back for a moment. And if any of you guys know me, you know how uncomfortable this is for me that I'm standing in front of a music stand because I like to move, I like to walk and just talk to you, but I knew if I tried to tell this story and I didn't write it all out so I could follow it, we'd be here literally all day. So I'm going to take you way back to 1948. A new church started at a home in Lakeland, Florida. And this small home church began to grow, and by 1952, Lakeland Church of God was born. The church continued to grow and develop, and there were several pastors over the years, and they went through a couple of location changes and name changes along the way. One of those pastors was Gordon Howell, and he served the church for 17 years as the pastor before he retired, and then later he came back to serve as one of our key leaders here at TBA. And he served for many years until last year he moved to Indiana to be closer to his family. Another one of those pastors was a, name by the, a man by the name of Phil Germany. Some of you probably recognize that last name, even though you may not know who Phil was. Phil's wife, Jane Germany, is still an active part of our church family, and two of his sons and their families are a huge part of our ministry here at TBA, Brian and Barry. Now, if you know Brian and Barry, I want you to take a moment to enjoy this photograph. I told Barry in the first service, I have never seen hair that red. I thought they spray-painted it or something. The church was meeting over on Ruby Street in downtown Lakeland where Phil was the pastor. And Phil was out playing softball with the church softball team one afternoon when he experienced a massive heart attack, and he died there on the softball field. And it was a tragedy that many people wondered, how would the church ever survive? What would happen? But God had bigger plans than anyone could have possibly realized at that moment. And he used that moment of tragedy to rally a church family into action. And under the leadership of an interim pastor, Ruby Street Church of God began to explore the realities of relocating and expanding its ministry. The guy who was leading the the charge for the property search at that time was a gentleman in the church by the name of Forrest J. Nichols, or we better know him as Jaybird around here. He had his eye on a piece of property that he was convinced was the location that God wanted the church to build. But the details just never seemed to work out. And the church ended up settling on a different piece of property on the corner of Clubhouse and Lakeland Highlands Road. Shortly after, in 1994, South Lakeland Church of God came to be. And just two years later, that interim pastor who had led the church through this huge transition was finally able to step away and welcome a new lead pastor to South Lakeland Church of God by the name of Ken Bish. Ken led the church through some major transitions and helped the church to grow significantly. In 2000, he hired me as his worship pastor, along with two other young men fresh out of college. In 2004, Ken resigned to take another position of leadership and ministry, and within that next year, Tim West came on board and rebranded South Lakeland Church as Epic Church. 
At the same time, there was a new church being born just down the street at George Jenkins High School named Church of the Highlands. This was a new church plant and was geared at reaching young families in the South Lakeland community. The church started big and they just kept growing. Dave and Stivey, who are on our pastor team now, were both a part of that original staff team that was leading the charge at Church of the Highlands. That church quickly became the poster child of the church plant world as they grew significantly and very quickly. Unfortunately, when the lead pastor moved on to a couple, a couple of years later to pursue an evolving vision, the church went through some difficult transitions and found themselves in a place that they were basically rebuilding. And it seemed like yet another church tragedy. But again, God had bigger plans than what anybody could see at the time. Just two years later, through a series of events, including a remodel at Epic and a need for a new location at Church of the Highlands, there were two church families that came together for worship on a Sunday morning in the auditorium at George Jenkins High School. Against all human wisdom, and I mean all human wisdom, from the pastors in each church and from every advisor we talked to, it led to talks of a possible merger of two churches from two different denominations. This was unheard of. And just six months later, merger was complete and TBA was born, with the pastors coming together to form a new team model of ministry leadership. Now here's where it gets cool. Epic owned the property in the corner of Clubhouse and Lakeland Highlands and had recently remodeled, increasing the value of the property significantly. But we were landlocked and had very little room for expansion. Church of the Highlands, on the other hand, owned this piece of property that we're on this morning, but didn't have any money to build at the time. And as the two churches merged, it quickly became clear that the most strategic move was to sell the property on Lakeland Highlands and to build on this piece of property. That would reduce the overall debt of the church so that more ministry could be done, and it would allow more space for expansion and ministry on the property. Now guess what? This piece of property is the same piece of property that Jay Nichols was looking at over 15 years before and was convinced that the church needed to build on this property, that that was how God was leading. See, it turns out that God did have a specific plan for this property. It just wasn't the right time yet. Isn't it interesting how God's plan always works on his perfect timeline instead of ours? I love reflecting on the day that Jay shared a story with our pastor team about this property. It was a huge moment of celebration of God's faithfulness. Jay passed away just a couple of years ago, but his wife Loretta is still a part of our church family. And we took time in the first service just to say thank you to her for the way that she and her husband both have served this congregation for many, many years. Some of you may not even know the full story of TBA and how we got our name. In case you're wondering, TBA did actually originally stand for To Be Announced. Who in the world would name a church that? God had brought the merger together so quickly that we didn't have time to develop the, the name and a clear vision, so somebody suggested we just call the church TBA, and literally we would announce it later to the community what we were going to be. We agreed. TBA was born. A year later, as we rolled out the new vision and direction that God was calling us to, we did a study in the community and revealed that TBA had created such a buzz in the community, there was no way we could change the name. So we just changed the acronym to reflect what God's vision was for our church family. Trusting believing, and acting. We moved onto this property officially in August of 2010, just five years ago. God immediately blessed and we began to grow. And the next few years brought several exciting opportunities and challenges. Within the first years, we were already running out of space. We started with just one service because this auditorium was significantly larger than our other. And we just knew that it was going to give us all kinds of room to grow and expand as we continue to move forward. But God had bigger plans, and we quickly found ourselves bringing in another modular to expand our kids' space and moving to two services to be able to accommodate the growth that God was sending our way. 
Just a year after we moved into this building, God also began to really reveal the vision for Highland City as well. One of the first opportunities he presented was a family in need after a fire had destroyed their home in Highland City. The Hope family lost everything in a terrible house fire, and they were literally forced to start over. And to top it off, they had no house insurance to help. Sherry Carey, who was a member of our church family, and interestingly enough had been a part of Church of the Highlands several years before, then had gone on to some other ministries and come back to TBA, came to us with this burden for the Hope family. She knew them through Little League Baseball there in Highland City, and, and she just felt God leading that we needed to step out and help, and we agreed. So through her efforts and a ton of volunteers, contractors, all kinds of donations, and all kinds of community organizations coming together, we were able to be a part of a ministry of love and grace to the Hope family, building them a brand new home that was bigger than the one that had burnt down, provided adequate space for their kids, and they were able to move in mortgage-free to that house. God showed up in a huge way. We were blown away, blown away at how God had been at work in that project, and little did we know that it was just the beginning of what he was planning to do and how he was going to move and work in Highland City. See, not long after the house project, there was another young man in our church who, who felt God lay a burden on his heart to minister in Highland City. And he didn't know exactly what it was going to look like, but he committed to trust God and be obedient in whatever God asked him to do. This began to unfold a much larger ministry in the community that provided relationships in the neighborhood right around the elementary school where we had already been at work. And it helped us to become more and more aware of specific needs that we might be able to help with. That young man was Joe Knight. And today he continues to lead the charge with much of our compassionate care ministry in Highland City, often leading large teams of men and women in projects like yard cleanups, house painting, basic remodels and repairs, and the list goes on and on and on. See, I look back across the last five years that we've been in this location and I'm blown away by all the things that God's done. We don't have time to list them all, but I want to just try to give you a little perspective of some of the things that have happened by highlighting some of it. See, since we moved into this building in 2010, there have been over 250 people who have committed their lives to Christ through the ministry here at TBA and they began to walk a brand new faith journey. Some of those have moved on to other ministries. Some of them are still here and a part of what we're doing. But regardless, the, the kingdom has been impacted in a major way. In that same time frame, there's been over 150 people baptized here at TBA. Those are exciting things. As I mentioned earlier, the vision for Highland City and specifically for a hub of ministry in that community had come to life, and it's continuing to be developed on a daily basis. Just over a year ago, after more than a year of praying, seeking, and multiple offers on a house that we felt God calling us to purchase in Highland City, we finally got the opportunity to make it happen. I'll never forget the events of that month as long as I live. The realtor called us to tell us that we had a window of opportunity, and this is the same realtor we've been calling all year long, driving her crazy trying to buy this house. And she calls and says, here's a small window. So we immediately put together a conference call, got all of our ministry directors on the phone just to confirm that God was in this and this was the leap of faith that we wanted to take. The ministry directors personally pledged more than enough to make the necessary down payment so that we could make an offer and, and be under contract. And by the next Sunday, we presented the opportunity to you, our church family, and said that we would have to raise nearly $80,000 in one week in order to purchase this house. You see, for us, part of the deal was we refused to go into debt in order to buy this hub house. We felt this was something that God was leading, and we were going to pay cash for this house as we moved forward. So the next week, we came together, collected a special offering, and raised almost $90,000 in one day. That's huge. And as money continued to trickle in over the next couple of weeks, we ended up raising almost $120,000 
that would go towards this ministry. And that allowed for not just the purchase of the house, but it allowed for some remodeling that needed to happen, as well as the beginning of new ministries that were going to happen out of that pub house. And that is ministry that is still coming to fruition even this morning. See, almost exactly a year ago, our pastor team and all of our ministry directors, we sat here on the stage and we kind of went back and forth, down the line, taking turns sharing with you about pieces of the vision that God was unfolding for TBA. We walked you through our narrative budget, page by page, helping you to see and understand the vision of how God, or how our giving allows that vision to become active ministry and change lives. I'm holding a copy of that narrative budget from last year. And we literally went page by page, detail by detail, helping you see the vision God had laid before us and what our giving was going to go towards. We've spent some time going back through this as we prepared this year's budget, which, by the way, is available in baskets on either end of the stage that you can pick up later today. But as we went back through this, we were blown away at how much God's accomplished in one year. Looking back a year from today, as we walked through this and we dreamed together and put this out there to see how God was moving in all of it. Again, there's no way that I can share all of it with you, but let me just try to highlight several of those things that have happened this past year and to show you how God has shown up in amazing ways. One of the needs we talked about last year was the importance of strengthening our foundation as a church, really taking some positive steps in several of our in-house ministries. But specifically, we talked about the need to improve some things in our TBA kids area. We expressed the need to hire some additional staff to accomplish those purposes, as well as some needed physical improvements to our facility. And you can see for yourself the physical improvements that are happening, the painting that's on the wall and the things that are going on in our kids area, and that is just the very beginning of what is to come. In June, we were able to hire Narita Bish as our new children's ministry director, and she's doing a phenomenal job, and quite honestly, I've never seen so much excitement in our kids' area. The vision is unfolding, teams are forming, ministries taking a giant leap forward. Parents are excited, teachers are excited, and most importantly, kids are excited. We had well over 100 kids involved in TBA Kids last week, and the number just keeps growing. Let me just connect some dots for you now to show you how faithful God really is. See, Narita's husband in this picture is Ken Bish. He's the same pastor I was telling you about earlier that led South Lakeland Church through some significant transition to help to pave the way for who we are today. He's also the guy that took a chance on hiring me before I even graduated college, which looking back, that was really brave. <laughs> By the way, he's going to be speaking here in a couple weeks, so you'll get a chance to meet him and talk to him if you haven't already done so. But here's what's even cooler. Just in the last two weeks, Ken has agreed to take on a new ministry role here at TBA in a volunteer position. He's going to be leading the charge to provide training and development for our small group leaders. And this is something that he is extremely gifted at. Now, this is literally just beginning and in the works, and there's a lot of team building to happen and a lot of pieces to come together. And I know none of you have heard that before, but I just wanted to share the excitement with you to see how God is at work in all of this. And I don't think it's by chance that Ken and Narita have come full circle to be back here at the church now a part of the ministry moving forward, God is using that in big ways. And he has a bigger plan than what we see or what we often understand. Another huge piece of the vision that we shared in last year's narrative budget was Highland City. Things like a homework club that would mentor children and present the gospel in practical ways. Things like a developing food pantry that would be run from the hub house that we had just purchased. Things like Christmas angel tree for elementary students in need at Christmas time. And the Christmas in July that we do providing teacher supplies for Highland City Elementary. All of those things are happening and continuing to develop. The homework club will launch next month out of the hub house. That's exciting. The food pantry has been up and running, but is taking some huge steps right now towards growth and expansion in the near future. There's an AA group meeting in the hub house five days a week. 
Our relationship with the elementary continues to expand and develop, and we're finding more and more opportunities every day to connect with students in the community. Last November, our church family came together with the community, and we painted 10 houses in Highland City. Joe and his crew continue to build relationships to meet practical needs with families and also to serve monthly with the Agape Food Bank in the community. God is faithful. One of the steps towards allowing the vision in Highland City to unfold was to hire additional staff to help with worship, which would free Stivey up to help launch some of the specific ministries there in Highland City as God had laid on his heart. God opened the door a few months ago to hire Brandon Snipe to help lead the charge with worship. Brian's continuing to share vision and to mentor Brandon, but Brandon has already gone above and beyond to free up much of Stivey's time to be able to devote to Highland City and the homework club in, in specific. And you probably didn't realize this, but Brandon actually has come full circle too. See, Brandon grew up in the youth at Church of the Highlands. I'm sorry, Brandon. I saw that picture and I just couldn't resist. Brandon even helped to lead worship in our Soteria Youth Band a few years back and was often on stage here, as many of you saw him, leading worship with Stivey as a teenager. He stepped away to minister to a church plant in Auburndale, and just a few years later, God opened the door for him to come back and to be a part of our team here at TBA. See, God's faithful, and he's got this big plan that often we don't see the little details. We've seen remodeling and improved audio, video, lighting equipment installed in our auditorium. The playground was installed within this past year, we had over 5,000 people on our property last year at Halloween as we did our big Halloween party. We donated over 450 shoeboxes to Operation Christmas Child last November. We were able to exactly. <laughs> we were able to pay an additional $23,000 towards our mortgage principal for this property because of the increase in giving over the last year. We're seeing more and more new people become a part of the church family and plug in to serve. Our Soteria Youth Ministry is literally bursting at the seams in the youth house right now. They're averaging over 80 students the last few weeks. Do not tell the fire marshal. These are great problems that we're trying to figure out as we walk along. Our men's ministries continue to grow. They started a men's prayer team that meets every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m. before the regular group meets at 6 a.m. They pray together, and then they pray during the worship service on Sundays. There's guys back here praying right now for us. We ordained two new lay pastors just a few months ago, Tim Parker and Mikey Littlejohn. And we see God moving and working through their ministry in amazing ways among our men and specifically for Mikey in the Polk County jail system as he is reaching out to inmates in two different locations. There's ministry in Honduras that's flourishing. We've sent 56 people to Honduras just this past year, and we have 23 men going next month to lead a men's conference and help launch men's ministry in Honduras. The leadership team for Honduras Ministry has come together this past year, and they're running full steam ahead as we continue to build relationship with our sister church in El Zapote and many other ministries there in Honduras. We've invited Florida Ministries to enter into a coaching relationship with our staff and our ministry directors just a few months ago, and they're going to help us take the next steps in our own development and growth as leaders and as a church. All of these things, all of these amazing things, God has accomplished by his mighty hand and according to his plan. We've been blessed to be a part of what he's doing among us. And this doesn't even begin to tell the story. Literally, we could talk forever about the things that God has done and the things that he's accomplished to bring us to this point today. See, over a year ago, we stood before you, and probably some of you remember this, ask you to just imagine. To imagine with us what God could do, to imagine what it would look like if we were simply obedient and allowed God to work through us. 
to imagine how much God could accomplish if we were all willing to be all in, to give it everything we had, to get our hands dirty and truly live as the hands and feet of Jesus, to live sent in whatever capacity that he asked us. We rallied around Paul's words in his letter to the church at Ephesus, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. See, I think it's safe to say that God's done exactly that. Immeasurably more than we could have possibly imagined a year ago, or especially 75 years ago, as a new church began in a home. See, often it's been hard to see the vision unfolding, and it's been hard to see how God's been at work in the moment. We've said from day one that God seems to only reveal the next step in the journey. It's one step at a time. We can only see that one thing that we're going to do next. And I don't know about you, but I get kind of anxious because I want to see the whole picture. I want to see it all play out. I want to know where we're going to go and what are our next ten steps and how do we begin planning for that and how do we get there. But I think God knows we're not ready. He knows that we can only handle that one step at a time, and that's what he keeps unveiling. The next step, the next step, the next step. And it's all in his perfect timing. Can you imagine what he is going to do as we continue this journey together in obedience? Can you imagine what's going to happen over the next 75 years as a church family if we continue to be obedient and just watch God's faithfulness come through? See, how can you not be excited when you see how faithful God has been? How can you not get excited when you hear all these illustrations about how God has moved and worked and the things that he has done among us? the things that we rarely stop to remember or reflect on because we're so busy going to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. But God has been faithful over and over. How could we not want to be a part of what God's doing in and through his family here at TBA? See, if you haven't plugged in and chosen to be obedient to whatever God's putting on your heart yet, I really hope that today's been an encouragement to help you to do that, to help you to see how faithful he's been in your life and in the life of this church family. I hope it's encouraging to you to where you want to be a part of what God's doing because there's not a single one of us that has made this happen. It's been God working through each and every one of us to bring this together and to make this story. See, I don't know about you, but I want to not only affect the here and now, but I want to leave a legacy of spiritual awakening and kingdom impact that's going to be celebrated for years to come. Not because of me, but because of what my obedience will allow God to do through me and through you. And I hope you'll do the same. You know, as I've talked this morning, as we talk often, you hear us refer to our ministry directors pretty often. But I want you to understand who our ministry directors are and some of the things that play in with them. If you're not familiar with our model here at TBA, our ministry directors are the team that holds our pastor team accountable. We do everything in team here, and our directors meet with our pastor team monthly, and often even more than that, to plan and to dream together, to ensure that we're being accountable as a church organization, and as a pastor team to the vision of the church and specifically in the area of finances. They also walk in relationship with our pastor team to hold us accountable personally, making sure that we're doing everything possible to maintain our own health and to grow in our relationship with God as we lead and we minister here at TBA. So at this time, I'd like to invite the rest of our pastor team and all of our ministry director team that's here. If you guys can come to the stage and join us so that you can see as a church family who it is that's serving you in this capacity and in this role. And then I'm going to ask Aaron Reed, one of our ministry directors, to pray over us as a church family, that God would continue to be faithful and that we would grow in our faith and obedience as we continue this journey together. 
After he prays, Dave's going to lead us into a time of worship and communion that will wrap up our celebration today. Thank you. I just want to say a few words before we uh, say a prayer. And uh, there's a lot of people in the second service. I go to the first service. We're a bunch of sinners in the first service. Y'all probably don't have that problem in the second. But we welcome you to come to the first service. There's a lot of empty seats uh, in the first service. So please come. Uh, I, uh, I just want to thank you. Thank you. There's a lot. Thank you. We, uh, something that the Lord's put on my heart to share this morning, and we've heard a lot, and this is, this is exciting. Well, this gets my heart stirring and gets me excited, and, and you've heard the word obedience, and, and we're, we're all excited about what the Lord has in store for us as we uh, look into the future. And I just think to myself, you know, why, why uh, you know, what, what, what stops us from doing what the Lord has planned for us? And I, I really think that, it's, that at times it's us, you know, it's, it's, it's Satan. Uh, you know, we sit there and we, we get that feeling. We, we hear from the Lord. We know that we need to step out in faith. But then we stop and we start trying to rationalize. And we start thinking with our, with our brains instead of our heart. And we go, uh, we go, well, you know, I'm not qualified to do that. Uh, I, I can't do that. I'm not knowledgeable. I don't, I don't know how to do that. Uh, I am a, I'm a sinner. I'm a hypocrite. I, I can't go talk with someone. You know, uh, we, we think about that. And, you know, if there's somebody that's uh, without sin, if they could come talk to me after the service, uh, that would be great. Uh, I need help. So, uh, or we'll say, I don't have time. You know, I'm busy. You know, I'm busy in school. i got a lot going on. I'm busy at work. I'm busy with the family. You know, I, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that next week, you know. Well, let me tell you, you know, uh, we've lost some loved ones within our church family, okay. And tomorrow is not guaranteed for none of us. Okay, so we don't need to wait. We need to step out in faith. And, uh, and then one I've used recently is, uh, well, somebody else will do it. Okay, uh, there's, there's no need. There's plenty of people here. Somebody else will take care of it. And give you a quick example. We uh, happened recently. We had some friends of ours that were, uh, that were moving. And we had plans. We weren't able to help. Well, our plans changed. And my wife said, well, you need to call and make certain they've got help. I said, no, they've got plenty of help. I saw a lot of communication. I don't, we don't need to call. She said, you need to call. I said, no, I'm not going to call. Okay? So we went back and forth, and she used her motivational skills <laughs> we'll, uh, to, uh, to, get, to get me to, to make a phone call. So uh, I said, okay, I'll call. And, uh, and I called, and, uh, and, and nobody had showed up to help. Uh, as of yet, and there were, there were some folks that showed up, but, but hey, we went and helped them move, you know, so I just tell you, you know, the, the, the Lord's moving in us, and He's going to move in us even more, and you know, and when you hear that voice in your heart, that's the Holy Spirit talking to you, so uh, just step out in faith, you know, and don't, don't sit there and try to rationalize, so if I could say a word of prayer, if we please bow our heads. Uh, dear Lord, thank you, thank you so much for, uh, for everything that you've done for us, dear Lord. Uh, dear Lord, please, please, we, uh, please, may we step out in faith. May we trust you. May we be obedient to you, dear Lord. Uh, you'll give us the words to say. You'll shine a light upon our path. You'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us, dear Lord. Uh, we just want to make you proud, dear Lord. We want to bring all. We want you to get all the glory. And uh, we love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus' name, Amen. All right, now we're going we're gonna to enter into a, a time of communion where 
Um, you know, it's as we've done today to kind of look back and reflect on what God has done. That is what communion is for us as well. As we look back and reflect on what Christ has done for us. Because the reality of it is, is that without, what, without Jesus, without what Jesus did on the cross for us, all of our efforts would be in vain. And all of our efforts would be uh, worthless and meaningless. And so Jesus, um, by, by his power through the cross and his resurrection, we are able to accomplish the things that God calls us to do. And so communion is a representation of that. As we look back at what Jesus did, where the, where the bread represents his body that was broken and, and the wine represents his blood that was shed for us. And I know communion doesn't often seem like celebration because we're often thinking about all of the horrible things that Jesus went through. And while it is important to remember those things, it is. Communion is also celebration because communion represents the new covenant that God has with us. And part of that promise, part of that new covenant, is that Jesus will one day return. He's coming back. And He's going to come back for us. And when He does, we are going to have the greatest celebration in all of the universe at the wedding feast. And so as you come to take communion, remember that as well. As we look back, also look to the future. Look at God's faithfulness. Look at the things that He's done. And remember His promise of what's continuing to unfold as He unfolds His plan here and around the world. If you haven't taken communion with us before, let me just give you uh, a, a couple of quick instructions. We have five stations. There are three in the front here and there are two in the back. And what you do is you just kind of come up and you're going to grab a, a little cracker and you're going to dip that into juice and then you're going to pop that in your mouth. And that's kind of how we do communion here. It's a little, uh, a little simple. Not, we don't pass it all out. So uh, let me pray for that. And then Brian's going to lead us in some music. And as you feel led, come up and, and take communion and remember and celebrate God's faithfulness. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your amazing love and grace that was shown and demonstrated and poured out on the cross for us. Thank you for that sacrifice. Thank you for the love that you have for us. God, sometimes we take that love for granted. God, help us to never forget. Help us to never forget your faithfulness in all that you do. We love you so much. It's in Jesus' name we pray.